Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Today is Tuesday, right? Take extra care to follow the instructions or you'll be put to sleep. And don't forget Taco Tuesdays. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Happy Tuesday to everybody. Thank you very much for making us a part of yours. Jake Scott with you from our Vivint Smart Home Arena Carrier Zone Studio 2. Austin across the glass from me and safely social distancing from Casa de Monson. The one, the only Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. How are you, Jake? Uh, You know, I'm, I'm good, buddy. How are you? How are things? I'm doing all right. I'm doing uh, pretty well. I uh, I came across something today, Jake, that I thought would be of interest to our listeners. And uh, I'll jump right in on it, if you don't mind, since it's on my mind. No, please. If I had told you, say, five, six, seven, eight years ago, that two of the best linebackers in the NFL would come from Utah schools... Would that have been surprising to you? Uh, let's see. I mean, we're talking about uh, what, Bobby Wagner and Kyle Vannoy? Is that who you're getting at? Nope. That, not according to this list that I stumbled upon. Who am I, who am I not thinking of? Fred Warner. Oh, yes, of course. Absolutely. Now, if you want to throw Kyle Van Oy in there somewhere along the way, I guess you could, but he's not on this particular I list. I should have thought of Fred Warner. Yeah. That I he's, he's he is uh he's amazing. Um Bobby Wagner, I think we saw coming a little bit just because he was so good at Utah State. And Fred Warner, uh we probably should have appreciated Fred a little bit more when he was here. Not that you know, we didn't think he was a good player or anything, but I mean, he's he's turning into a special player, there's no doubt. He is listed at number nine on this particular account uh, at CBSSports.com. Top ten linebackers in the NFL, Fred Warner at number nine and Bobby Wagner at number one. Number one. How about that? You know, he and I uh, share a birthday. No big deal. (laughs) And enormous talent. Well, he has enormous talent, yeah. Let me uh, read you what it says about Bobby Wagner okay. here. Because Bobby Wagner, was he was on our show all the time back in the day. Jay. Yeah, came on all the time. And, uh, okay, this is what it says. Uh, let's see. Bobby Wagner is now the undisputed best linebacker in the league. Before 
uh, Keekley, is that how you say his name? I always forget. Uh, retired. Um, Wagner was either 1A or 1B. Now he's number one. And by a wide, wide margin. Uh, he's good. But, I mean, uh, undisputed king in the NFL? That's that's pretty amazing. Well, I mean, he's been – he's now, man, time does fly by. Ten seasons now? You know what always well, impressed me about him, Gordon? Other than being a terrific interview, we could do he could do radio, he could do our job in a heartbeat. Uh, he was he was really really good. But you remember how grounded he was? I mean, he was he was a very normal person uh, for being a high profile athlete, and uh, obviously a hard worker because he I don't want to say he came out of nowhere, but he wasn't exactly a four star recruit coming out of high school. You know, worked hard, and and obviously that's continued. But I I remember he was a very grounded individual. Hmm. Yeah, I, I would say that. I always got that impression from him. But he has absolutely flourished in the NFL, and he was he was really really good at Utah State. Remember uh, when uh, we uh, we we asked him who would uh, who would uh, be who would if if he was filling the hole. And uh, who Robert, was it? Turbin. Robert Turbin. Yeah, Robert yeah. Turbin. I remember this question. Yeah, you remember his reaction? I mean, if they if they met at the same time, what would happen? And Bobby was having none of that. He said that uh, Robert would be going backward. Yeah, he laughed, <laughs> and then he answered. He's like, "Well, I'd win." Both of <laughs> those guys really, really, really good at Utah State, and of course. Bobby Wagner has just uh, gone gone lights out in the NFL. And Robert Turbin had a good career in the NFL. Yeah, he did. He yeah. did decent too. Uh, so anyway, has a Super yeah, Bowl so, ring, right? Uh, wasn't he on that Seattle team that won? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, I think he was. Uh, I think he was too. So uh, Utah can be proud. Two of its uh, college guys are considered, at least according to this. NFL writer uh, among the 10 best linebackers and no Utes in well, that, uh, among those two. But uh, when was the know. last Ute uh, linebacker to have success at the, at the next level? Oh, man. Because putting linebackers uh, into the NFL hasn't, you know, out of all the players who've gotten drafted from that defense. It hasn't necessarily been linebackers. I mean, where where do you uh, consider our friend Trevor uh, Riley? Yeah, yeah. I um, mean, well, he's not at this level. Stevenson Sylvester had a few years, right, mm-hmm. uh, at the next level. Um, of course, Gianni Paul uh, never uh, never had that opportunity. He's played at other levels, but uh, well, of course, we've got uh, you know playing in Seattle uh, right now. Why my his brother was an offensive lineman? Why am I going blank? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Barton. Um, Barton uh, Cody uh, Barton. Cody. Yes. Uh, those those Ute linebackers, uh, they they pile up the tackles because the guys up front create opportunities for them. That, that, that uh, defense is designed for those linebackers to uh, get the ball carrier. Yeah, and, and that's uh, the they priority. Traditionally, have done that. Uh, they have not had linebackers quite at this level, but we're talking about a steep standard here. Well, I mean, think about um, Fred Warner was absolutely dynamic. I mean, a dynamic player. 
uh, at BYU. So is Kyle Van Oy. I mean, uh, Kyle mm-hmm. Van Oy like single-handedly won that bowl game. Remember that? Well, that was <laughs> down did. in uh, was down in San Diego. Was it the Poinsettia Bowl? Remember him coming off that left side and, and grabbing the quarterback by the collar and dropping him in the end zone. Uh, and Bobby Wagner was incredible. At, at Utah State, just a real dynamic player. I don't know if if Utah has had that real dynamic linebacker where it translates to the NFL. And and maybe Chase Hansen would have had he had been 100% healthy or, or still could. I'm not sure what his status exactly is. Maybe he could have been that guy. Uh, Gianni Paul, I just don't think he was quite big enough. Um, but yeah, that's, in, that's interesting because uh, Utah's put so many defensive players to the next level. Yeah. But, uh, a ton of them haven't necessarily been linebackers. But Fred Warner right there. And Bobby Wagner, the best linebacker on the planet, according That's cool. to this evaluation. And by a wide margin, he what, says. What's, uh, what publication is this? This is CBSSports.com. Okay. Hmm. Let, let me tell you who the writer was. It is, uh, let's see, Sean Wagner Mago. Mago? Is that how you say it? Well, I think, he's, I think he's already uh, done enough to be a Hall of Famer whenever he hangs it up. Well, Bobby Wagner, I mean, how many years has he been first-team All-Pro? I mean, it's it's been a lot. How many times this has is... he been a pro bowler? <laughs> nice. Is there – apparently linebacker is the, the most dominant position of college athletes from the state of Utah going pro right now. I can't think of any other position where you have two players in the top ten. Hmm. No, probably not, right? And interestingly enough, none from the University of Utah, which is remarkable when you think of how many great players they've had uh, come through that program on that side of the ball. Yeah, no doubt. So, anyway, kind of cool. This little nugget I saw, and it was on my mind, so I thought I'd share. All right. No, I, I like it. It sparks conversation, sparks thought. Uh, uh, good. And big ups, it's always fun to, to recognize when the uh, local college guys uh, make good, right? Man, there, was a, I... there was a lot of pride in this community for uh, guys like Steve Young for a long time, right? Alex Smith. Yeah. Well, Bobby Wagner is in that same paragraph and Fred Warner. And and look, uh, Kyle Van Oy is no, no slouch. He just signed a... What a fifty-some million dollar contract with the Dolphins. Does uh, your town in Delaware feel the same about you, your hometown? Uh, I don't think so. No, there's not a no. not a sign that says no. birth, birthplace of Gordon Monson. No, no. Do you think Skyline will have Jake Scott eventually one day in its Hall of Fame? No, not a, not a not a chance. Uh, didn't I hear some uh, somewhere that uh, does Declo have birthplace of Scott Gerard on the? On the sign into town. Well, if it doesn't, it should. <laughs> doesn't that doesn't that need to happen? I have. If, uh, it, if it hasn't already, I know Weezer does for Hans. I am. Do I am they? Proud. Something along. I looked lines. up the populations of Weezer and Declo once to to compare it, and let me tell you, Hans is from New York City compared to where Scotty's from. Well, I've driven through Declo with one Scott Gerard, and I was proud to say. That I was with uh, a favored son. Yeah, you're you're right. You do blink and you you kind of miss it, but it's it is still. I mean, the man's roots. That's where he's from, and you're from where you're from.
I, I don't know. I've never been to Decolo, but I, I definitely picture it as one of those uh, spots on the highway where there's a gas station and somehow they call that a town. No, it's not on the freeway. It's off the freeway. Of well, I said highway, but yeah. okay. highway, I, I picture that gas station in No Country for Old Men. Yeah. That's right. Declo, right? Mm. <laughs> no, Declo. Uh, Declo has some stuff. It's got, it's got, you know, it's got oh, a school. Stuff. No, it's got a school there. It's got, it's got some, some territory around it. It's got, uh, it's got a little, uh, intersection there do you want to okay here we go you want to take a, a stab at the population of Declo, idaho in 2018 what was it take a stab let's let's uh was that before or after the jones family moved out uh i don't know i don't <laughs> know but that that might make a difference what was it uh let me guess uh 900 uh close actually uh, let's see. Hold on. Three hundred and sixty-seven. Three hundred and sixty-seven. Three sixty-seven. And now you want to take a stab at uh, the size of uh, Weezer, Idaho? Uh, a couple thousand. Now they're not close to each other, Two, right? Three, three thousand, maybe thirty-five hundred. Five thousand three hundred and eighty-one. All right then. And by the way, Scotty wants. Uh, Scotty just texts me. <laughs> says gas station is called the Country Store. Okay. I stopped at a gas station near Declo. Ah, when was that? I want to say maybe five, ten years ago. And I asked. There was a there was an attractive woman behind the counter, and I said, "Hey, do you know Scott Gerard?" She said, "No." So not everybody knows him, but wait, uh, wait, but, wait, but, but the, that, the freeway doesn't go right like through. That, wait, 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 wait. What, what <laughs> the, was the freeway what does was the not point? go right through Declo. I want you to know, if it had gone right through Declo, she would have known him. Wait, what was what was the point of telling that story? What are you just trying to to put Scotty down? <laughs> oh, why would you I tell thought, that story? No. I and thought why everybody... does it matter if she's attractive? Like, oh, yeah, you know, if Scotty were actually a somebody in his hometown, everybody would know who he is. Wow. Well, I thought for sure wow. that she would. I, no, I bet it was, <laughs> wow. The, the gas station was not in Declo, so it doesn't really count. You know what, Scotty? If I, had asked I, I somebody think you in the are next... a big deal if, in Declo, no, Idaho. If, I believe I said, that wholeheartedly. Well, he is. Because then I later, at a different time, I went with Scotty through the town. He showed me around. He, I, I got to see the uh, the area. I like Declo, man. I, I I like the people I've met there, and nope, Scotty's family. Nobody back Scotty's like family. You. I have said this before. I will say it again. Those people are about. Uh, I mean, top drawer, top drawer, pe- caring people, conscientious people, loving people. They they took me into their home, and uh, I I just I got nothing but good things to say. About the drawers. Yeah. Nobody, no, I'm not nobody, backing anything up. Nobody tap dances like Gordon. What are you talking about? At no point did I put Scotty down. Uh-huh. I mean, the, the, the gas station was way the hell in Egypt somewhere. Then then why was it was it relevant 
to tell the Be- story. Because it was as close as I had ever come to being in Declo at that time. <laughs> okay. Once I actually got into the town, now I was with Scotty's people. Uh, you up for a contract uh, talk here or something? Are you really hell no. Here? I don't what? give a flying rip about any of <laughs> that crap. All of a sudden, it's Scotty's not really a big deal in his hometown. And what? now it's about, well, the greatest, you know, uh, the greatest family on earth. Which, okay. hey, they you may, guys are so full may of it well be, but you. You are so full of it. The whole reason I asked the woman in the first place is I didn't know where Declo was. I thought Declo was nearby, and apparently it wasn't because when Scotty took me there, we had to drive down the highway a piece to get to Declo. Uh-huh. Okay. Because unlike, this tells me a lot about both you and Austin. One, you're a bunch of brown nosers. If your contract was up, you'd be, go, you'd be talking up all this, and I didn't even think of that. Secondly... I, the whole reason I asked about Scotty is because I thought he is a big deal. Uh-huh. Don't be putting down Mr. and Mrs. Gerard's son. <laughs> no, we're, we're, trust me, we're not the ones doing that. No. Never. No. Never it sounds not. like you are. No, that's not what yeah, it sounds like. I think like. it does. I, it was cool. I I like those kind of countrified areas uh, where you just ride through there and it just feels... I don't know. It just feels peaceful. It feels connected to Mother Earth. <laughs> okay. Right. And I'll tell you one thing. Scotty's dead. He, he's he's big man in that town. Now, now let me ask you this. If we went back to a gas station in uh, what town in Delaware? What is it? Hell no. Nobody would know me back what, there. What, and, and we said, uh, hey, this is, this is where Gordon Monson's from. Have you heard of that guy? No. What do you think their response would be? I left that town 40 years ago and have never gone back, never looked back. I mean, I've been back there, but. Hmm. All right, buddy. You know, we heard you. It's fine. My town is not, the town I'm from is not a small little town in Idaho, though. Well, it's in Delaware. How big could it be? Well, it's that was a small, small state joke, it's, by the it's, way. It's, you know, it's urban. Not it's a lot of urban. not a lot of geography that, in Delaware. You see where I was getting at? You know, huh? Huh? I'm not going to dignify that with a response. Nothing, nothing right there. Nothing. Not, you know, not uh, uh, not as big as Texas. You got it? OK. Uh, Scotty's uh, Scotty's joining the show, really, uh, out to the, uh, the Sprint special guest line. We go a very special guest to the big show. Hello, Scotty. You hurt my heart, Gordon. Hey, you hurt me a little bit today. Scotty, <laughs> Scotty, the whole thing was meant to be a compliment. Because why would I ask a woman if she knew who Scott Gerard was if I didn't think you were a big deal? But see, at that time, I thought that place was right in right part of Declo, and it's not. It's a good, what is it, Scotty, 10 miles up the road? Uh, no, it's Rupert, which is kind of the armpit of that whole area. <laughs> and the problem is, is that you and PK making, you know, another concert run and uh, called me up and said, hey, we're at this weird restaurant in the middle of nowhere. And uh, and I could have given you 15 different places to eat that would have been better than that place you went to. And plus, then you and then like, yeah, Declo and Rupert. We don't get along very well. Nobody in Rupert's going to know my name, which is perfectly fine because that's a place that's really known for uh, probably uh, meth and, and and other stuff. So that's, that's about it. Hey, Scotty. Scotty. All right. I asked 
about you in the wrong town. But once I got to Declo, now that's Scotty Gerard's town. I mean, I and I and I, and I was very respectful about your family, and you know how I feel about those people. Those yeah, my, people my are. Folks, <laughs> my folks housed you, Gordon. And I might add, my mom made a wonderful breakfast for you as well. Mm. And uh, I feel like I feel like you kind of hurt us a little bit. Hurt? A little bit, yeah. I I see why you're a little hurt, Scotty. I I I see that. Hold on, hold on here. I can make fun of Scotty because we've we've known each other for a long, long time. I am never... I am never going to tread on that territory of, uh, of, of belittling in any way, shape, or form your mom and dad. You know how I feel about them. Oh, oh yeah. And my dad, my dad was a big fan, and I really hope he doesn't hear this segment because my dad, <laughs> oh, there is no bigger Gordon Monson fan on the planet than my, my old man. And if he heard this, it, it might wreck him. It might just wreck him a little bit. No, it wouldn't, Scotty, because he would hear it with the right ears. And he would okay. know exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> I think he'd hear it just like right. the rest of us did. <laughs> and by the way, I'm glad you point this out, Jake, because because you know you know technically Weezer is a small town, but it doesn't hold a candle to Declo. Like Declo, you're right, population about 300. There for a while we were in the twos, but fortunately, uh, you know, some people got busy and did their thing, and so we pushed that population level up to over 300, and that that's a that's a good number for us. Uh, but that, the, the one gas station's called the Country Store. Jay Fox is the owner, really good friend. I ate there for lunch every day during uh, junior high and high school. Great frozen burrito. He, and they got, you know, a good supply of ketchup and taco sauce. That's, that, that's fine eating there in Declo. That's where you go to get a good meal. I love it. That's where I'm hey, stopping. Hey, I go Scotty, in all in all seriousness, man, that was so fun when we we Scotty and I went up to cover a football game in Boise, and we came back and stopped there. And I I was fascinated by that place. In fact, I still think once once all this uh, virus thing uh, settles down, that we should take the entire station up there and have ourselves a party on the river. What do you say? I, I think it would be a great, uh, and I think it'll double the population of of Declo too. So they're they're on board with it as well. So so Gordon's way of apologizing, just to get this straight, is to invite all of us over to Scotty's parents' house. <laughs> Did that just happen? Well, we could. <laughs> Did we that could, just happen? We could we could camp out on the okay. North Forty there because Mr. Gerard owns half the town. You're not camping anywhere. Who are you kidding? <laughs> Hey, Scotty, who's the bigger deal in Declo, you or your brother? Oh, don't do this. You know it's my brother. Like, and, and, that, and that's fine. Like, I've gotten to a certain point where I recognize that my brother is the golden child of the family. <laughs> and that, that that's fine. You just kind of accept it. I'm the guy that left town and nobody's ever heard from again. So, yeah, it, it's my brother. He's, he's the golden child and always will be. Uh, you know, it, it's like, look. Gord Monson will always be the golden child of the Monson family. And, uh, and and my brother, there's just, you know, parents pick favorites. You know, Gordon, you you pick your favorite daughter. And, uh, you know, that's just kind of how it works. And I was I was never the favorite. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I this is your brother, the dentist, right? 
Yeah. Well, see, yeah. here's here's the thing: is how much of that, you know, you know, his popularity is actually genuine? Because you know, you you don't be mean to the town dentist. That doesn't sound like a good <laughs> idea. Like that doesn't sound like a good idea at all. You 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 be nice to that guy. And by the way, for all you college, go uh, be a doctor or a dentist and find the smallest town you can and be the only guy in town, and you will make all kinds of money. <laughs> raking it in. <laughs> Just raking it in. Because they don't have any other. You could be the worst dentist on the planet, which my brother might be, actually. And you can still bring in all kinds of money. Oh, man. There you go. A little life advice. Uh, well, Scotty, these guys are going to claim that I'm backing up or I'm trying to brown nose or whatever. But I got to tell you, I was so impressed. I had so much fun when we stopped uh, and uh, met your folks there. And you're right. Your mom whooped up a breakfast that was off the charts. And I, I mean that. You- I mean, that's not that's no hyperbole. That was wonderful. You will not leave my parents' house without your cholesterol level going up about certain <laughs> levels. Uh, you know, it's like here in this, you might, you know, just to put it in COVID-19 terms, you might come there at a green or a yellow, you're leaving at an orange or a red. Like, that's, <laughs> that, that, that's the way it's always going to go there. Man, isn't, isn't like heavy home-cooked food like the, the greatest thing on the planet? Oh, it was oh, the best. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. The, mm-hmm. that is the best. Well, Scotty, uh, thank you for right, coming in and helping us uh, straighten this out. And uh, I'd be mad at Gordon, too. So <laughs> I, I, I'm, not, I'm not Gordon. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. That's all. Well put. Oh, thank you, you Scotty. Know, this is a, a sophisticated listener like Scotty. Even he falls victim to you guys twisting what I was saying. Gordon, let, let me let me just go backwards in the conversation. This is, this is how it went. Are we going to start where Gordon pointed out that his brother's the golden child and Scotty's not. <laughs> did Gordon didn't point that out. I didn't. I didn't really. I didn't point it out. I asked the yes, question. You did. you did. I asked the freaking. See, Austin's a sloppy listener. He's a sloppy listener. Name I asked Polly. the question. You know, I asked the question. Scotty was the one who said that. I can ask the question. All right. So, but this is just just a review. This is how this all went down. Not we were answer we that. were talking about how big a deal Scotty is in his small hometown. We were talking about his billboard. Then you proceeded to to tell a story about how unpopular Scotty is in his hometown. That's that's, that's how it happened. Like why. No. Why would the story be relevant? No. Why would you have in, to tell I, that? I wasn't in his hometown. I was in freaking Rupert. Then why did you bring it up? Because I didn't know I was in Rupert. No, I mean today. Why did you bring it up? I still didn't know I was in Rupert. <laughs> Man, I love Scotty G. What a stud. Thanks for calling in, Scotty. We appreciate best it. Best boss I've ever had. Ah, dude. He, he, not even close. He is the best. No doubt. He doesn't have too bad the feelings. not mutual. Well, what's that supposed to mean? You don't oh, think just... he's the best boss you've ever had? No, he doesn't think that way about you. I'm not his boss. Wow. I mean, Scotty, he's a pretty straightforward guy if he was... See, you guys push me into a corner, and then I try to make a joke, and it turned, comes across as I'm just being mean now. You know, look what you've done to me. I was kind of mean, though. Mm-hmm, you're passing the buck on to me for you being mean. <laughs> All right. Can we... Uh... Let me let me let me put this. I'll accept an well, apology in cash form only. 
<laughs> Never mind. I just the more I talk, the <laughs> more know, in trouble I get. You know what's funny is that was a real Kevin Graham joke of you. Like Kevin, <laughs> Kevin when he was here, he would say the meanest things and then just laugh afterwards and be like, <laughs> "Okay, yeah, are, but uh, he is could, he joking?" Or he could what? get away with it. Kevin was the master at that. He wasn't the master of that. He hurt my he feelings was. every single Boy, day. He walked out of the house looking like that. Yeah, just just because <laughs> he laughs after it doesn't doesn't excuse the the comment. That wasn't okay. Anyway, All right. I'm not saying that about you. I'm saying that reminds me of Kevin. Well, somehow that got twisted around in a direction I didn't mean. Oh, it, to it did. Go. Nothing got twisted, no, sir. Uh, no, it, it did because good. the whole idea that I was asking if they knew who Scott was, it was a compliment to Scott because I think he's a big deal. And so, but I didn't realize I was in Rupert. Okay. And, you know, there's a divide there. It's like the Hatfields and the McCoys. And I, you know, so. But, there was but, a whole lot of but why did you tell the story? Because I uh, because it happened and it was part of my experience there. Lots then, of stuff happens that you don't bring up on the air. Then later on, I actually found my way to Declo <laughs> and then and found out this guy was a big deal. And it's, I, you know, what hurts the most is I would never imply anything negative about Scotty's family. I mean, those people treated me like I was family. They really did. And uh, and the funny thing about that was I stayed, we stayed the night, and I stayed in a room that was downstairs. By the way, Gerard's spread is very nice. It's like the freaking Ponderosa. Just tap dancing. And and I, uh, yeah. so I, no, I'm not and, backing and anything no, up. I'm telling you the freaking story. So I, I stayed in the, uh, in this guest bedroom, and it it's one of those bedrooms where, you know, there's not... The morning sun isn't coming in, and so I was the last one up. And uh, the the breakfast was waiting for me when I finally emerged, so I felt a little bad about that. Man, that was good eating. I don't think anybody uh, said you you said anything negatively about uh, about the family. We we said you said something negative about Scotty, and then Scotty just implied that his family would be disappointed. That's how that went. <laughs> how am so, I going to turn this thirty minutes into a thirty second promo? I don't know. It has to be done. It does have there, to be there, done. There, no, there will be something else in the show that is far superior. <laughs> okay. We're going we're gonna to switch gears. Coming I don't up think next, so. We're going to talk some sports. Oh, How did we get tuned. there, by the way? How did we get there from talking about two of the best linebackers in the NFL coming from Utah schools? We were talking and, about and, hometown pride. Like, you know, following people from your hometown or college in this uh, this case oh, okay. to the, to the next right. level. All right. Stay tuned. More next. 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone in honor of our Decalo conversation. Today's theme songs about small towns. Tweet at us at Austin Horton at Gordon Monson. I like that theme. I'm going to have to think about that one for a second. It's brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at livenation.com. 
All right, uh, Gordon, let's talk a little bit about, uh, actually, it's more of a follow-up, I would say, to a conversation that uh, we had yesterday about uh, Davis uh, Bertans sitting out for the Washington Wizards because he's got a payday coming up and he's uh, had an injury history. And uh, we, we talked about, you know, whether or not uh, that was acceptable. Am I resetting our conversation okay? What am I leaving yeah. now? No. Uh, then uh, Evan Fournier of the Orlando Magic, Gordon, uh, got busy on Twitter. He tweets out, he says, Seriously, though, if you think it's okay to sit and watch your teammates play while you're perfectly healthy, it says a lot about you. And then the emoji of the, the shrugging. You know what I'm talking about, Gordon? That's, uh, that's pretty pointed. Uh, yes. Uh, he also, uh, the, the initial tweet from Adrian Wojnarowski reporting it, he retweeted it and had the crying face emoji, like laughing so hard you're crying. And says, this is what's wrong with the NBA nowadays, man. Hmm. Now, uh, uh, he did respond, speaking of Bertans, uh, he says, if you don't care about the risks of playing in Orlando, then also next time tag me with your opinion about me. I'm not sure I follow that. Let's He's saying if you're going to talk trash, like, say it to his face. Like, tag him on the it. tweet so he can read it. Okay, well, i got to admit that, and I, I said this and I'll stand by it. Yesterday, uh, whenever we first talked about it, I said I think under these circumstances, I'm not going to judge anyone. But of all the reasons not to go, I, I think Bertrand's reason is, is probably the worst. Wouldn't you agree with that? I would. Well, uh, real quick, Gordon. Sorry, we've got some breaking news coming across. Uh, hit pause button for one second. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski saying, reporting with Brian Windhorst of ESPN, Nuggets star Nikola uh, Jokic, Jokic, excuse me, tested positive for the coronavirus Ooh. in Serbia, and his return to the U.S. is temporarily delayed. Oh, He's been man. asymptomatic since testing positive last week. Jokic is expected to be cleared to travel to Denver within a week. Okay, well, so that's uh, bad news, good news. But but this is happening. This is happening. It's going to happen with the NBA. It's happening in college uh, athlete, college football. Athletes returning back to uh, their their schools to work out, and uh, this is going to be this is going to happen, quote unquote, a lot. Whatever that means, it already is. Yeah, I think so too. And actually, you know, to highlight the good news portion of it. Um, he knows about it. He, he's asymptomatic, according to this report. But if he were not, you know, he'd be getting the care and he wouldn't be spreading it to others. So, you know, right. those those things are, are all good. And if you really want to put some spin on her, you know, he's kind of getting it out of the way. Yeah, I guess you could look at it that way. <laughs> I mean, that's, there's a lot of English on that take, Gordon, a lot of spin. Uh, yeah. But he's he's getting it out of the way. So, yeah, I, you know, let's not view it as necessarily a, a huge bad news. Oh, I feel so bad. You know, send him well wishes. Hopefully it doesn't affect uh, he or his family too badly. And uh, hopefully he can get back uh, to participating soon. So forgive my ignorance on this, but has have there been updates on the fact if you get it, then you are less likely to get it again, or is that inconclusive at this point? I think it's still inconclusive, mm. so I don't know. But the way other uh, you know viruses behave, uh, sometimes that's the case. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that's been fairly inconclusive. Well, haven't people been talking about how he looks a lot better now? He's lost weight, and he's... Uh, 
uh, people wondered how that was going to affect his game. Well, if he's asymptomatic, I don't think he lost weight because of the coronavirus. No, I know that, but oh, that's okay. just coincides with with this news. And uh, so, I, I, whether obviously the two aren't connected, but still, well, okay. But we're going to hear more. This is going to happen uh, more often, I think, because of the testing and right. And for these international players, it does get a little more problematic getting out of their countries. Of course, they'd be they'd be uh, isolated wherever they are if they test positive. Uh, real quick, and we'll we'll get back to uh, some of our uh, we'll get back to our conversation about what's going on with the NBA here in a moment. But we have a a Twitter fight with two of our NBA daily assist guests. You ready for this? Yep. Uh, Howard tweeted out a picture of himself. Howard Beck, our guests on our guest on Fridays. Uh, he was uh, advertising his his latest podcast he's done with Mark Spears, but he he posted a picture of himself. Uh, Chris Mannix, our daily assist guest on Mondays, responded, "Haircut, Beck, or stop posting pictures," because Howard needs a haircut. Howard responds, "I'm sorry, we can't all have your lustrous locks, Mannix." So we've got we've got hair Twitter. <laughs> Cat fight going on between two of our daily assist guests. I thought I hope, I'd I update hope, everybody. I hope that is being kept at a level that, uh, well, like the conversation in our last segment. I hope uh, I hope nobody means anything. Well, he, you know, Mannix didn't really get personal with Howard like like you did with Scotty. <laughs> there's a there's a big difference there. Here we go, please. There's a huge difference <laughs> oh, there. Sure. Okay. All right. Stay tuned. We'll have more coming up next. We'll, I got, what's I got that? something I want to get to at some point. We got a lot to talk to. So wedging all this stuff in is is tough. But I want to get to this whole news that Oscar De La Hoya is mulling a comeback at the age of 47. Do you like it when old athletes try to return to their sports? Or do you do you think that's just ridiculous? Let's get to that coming up next. How about that, Gordon? Nice, kid. nice tease. Yeah, right. <laughs> When's your boxing career coming well, up? We got a lot to get to. I don't know when we're going to get to it, but that's something that's worth uh, a discussion or two, I think. All right. We'll get to more coming up next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This one goes out to Wild Turkey Fart Blunt on Twitter. We want so Luke get, Combs when it rains, it pours. So let me get this right. When we have a theme of songs about small towns, you mean country music might dominate the uh, scene today? Uh, we, we started with John Cougar Mellencamp. Yeah, he's not country. Or is it just John Mellencamp, by the way? I think he dropped the cougar. Uh, this one says it was John Cougar Mellencamp. When he made it, maybe. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking about currently. Is he? Is Why he would still you drop Cougar? Cougar? Like, it's a pretty rad middle name, yeah. right? But yeah, you're right, Gordon. It's probably going to be a lot of country. That's all right. I you're, like you're small towns. You're a country towns. fan. I know. I like small towns. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't really picture myself living in one, but... Uh, uh, I like the concept of it. I think it's kind of cool. Except for Salt Lake City, a.k.a. Hooterville. Hooterville. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not a big fan of Hooterville. Hollywood or Hooterville. Oh, yeah. That, that was the headline on Gordon's column about him being starstruck that, you know, famous people would actually come to somewhere like Salt me Lake City. Me being starstruck. Yeah, that's me. You, you wrote it. I didn't. 
it had nothing to do with being starstruck. Mm. I was, I was okay, talking condescending about people who, then. Who, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't from my point of view. It was from their point of view. Hmm. But you wrote it. Once again, you are twisting everything around as you do. When Hollywood came to Hooterville, what am I miss? What am I twisting about that sentence? I'm saying that 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 was from their point of view, not from my point of view. Like they would ever, uh, you know, stoop so low as to fly into Salt Lake City. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's, well, let's look, not get ourselves distracted. Look, Yellowstone is now taking its whole, uh, it's taking its ball and going home. Right? Oh, I read that. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're taking it up to Montana. Yeah. Oh, well, for because the tax situation is better up there, they get more relief. That's uh, correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They the governments and places will bribe Hollywood. We well, it's set in Montana, so it makes sense that they would film it in Montana, does it not? We had an interview with Utah Film Studios uh, fellas last week on the Movie Zone about this very thing happening. If you want, go to twelve eight. Check it out. No doubt. Give us a little synopsis. No, that was that's pretty much the synopsis. But they have more articulate, uh, better ways of construing that information as to just how much more money we need to donate, or not donate, but earmark for these type of adventures so that these businesses don't leave Utah. Which that actually, I I feel bad for that uh, those guys in that studio because they don't have any controls over the the tax breaks that they this, these productions get. Anyway, that's off into the weeds. Gordon, you uh, you had a tease uh, before uh, we ended last segment. Let's uh, let's dive into it a little bit. We've got what's going on coming up next. Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox was on the station. We're going to let you hear that conversation uh, right around the corner. But uh, Gordon, you're not in favor of uh, old man De La Hoya coming back, huh? Oh, uh, not necessarily. I think guys should be able to do what they want. But uh, I, I I do think it's interesting. I'm not sure how fans feel about it. Seeing someone, you know, a guy, a legendary former champ in Oscar de la Hoya, uh, thinking about coming back at the age of 47. Uh, you know, others have done this before. I mean, didn't George Foreman have like five, six, seven, eight comebacks? Yeah, how old was uh, how old was George when he won? I know he was the oldest uh, heavyweight title winner ever. How old was that? Were you late 40s? I I don't know. I'd have to look it up. How uh, old Oscar? Forty seven. Forty seven. I remember when he was a kid, coming into the fight game, but uh, he, uh, yeah, he's he thinks that uh, he can he can do it. George and Foreman was forty five, by the way. Uh, on which one of his comebacks? Because it's seems... the last time he won the heavyweight title. He was forty-five on oh. November fifth, nineteen ninety-four. Okay, so some people have a problem when when uh, Michael Jordan came back. Uh, others uh, when when guys hang around or decide. Didn't I remember? This is going way back in time, but Mark Spitz, after winning those seven gold medals in, in Mexico City or wherever it was, was it Munich? Uh, anyway, he uh, he thought about uh, in the eighties coming back long after his prime to uh, he started training again to to make a comeback. Others have uh, done likewise. I some people have a real problem with it. They think that it is somehow diminishes the legacy of these greats. Um, 
I don't. I, I think if you only live once. And I think if, if, if a guy wants to, if anybody, if any athlete wants to try it, uh, I don't have a big problem with it. Even if they, they get crushed, even if they're nowhere near what they once were, uh, they, it's their life, right? It's their legacy. It's their, it's their experience. I, I never have a problem with it. If, if John Stockton and Carl Malone wanted to come back and play 10 minutes a game, they thought they could do it, I'd, I'd have no problem with that, even if they failed in the attempt. Uh, my thought on it would be this. Yes, uh, we all have our one life to live. Isn't that a daytime uh, <laughs> drama? Uh, we all have one our, life to uh, live. I never watched that one. I used to watch, I saw Another World every once in a while, uh, General Hospital on occasion, not really, didn't follow it. There was one about the, a uh, Dark Shadows. Do you guys, that's how did, way How did my time. opinion already get hijacked three words in? How did that uh, happen? Go ahead, please continue. <laughs> Wouldn't want to get in your way. Wouldn't. Mentioned one night life to live, and we're off to the <laughs> we're off to the races. Uh, I would say, you know, these we're we're talking about icon, iconic athletes. Uh, if I were that iconic athlete, I would ask myself, how much of a sideshow am I going to allow myself to become? Well, obviously, that would have to come into the pl- into the thought process of the of the individual. But if the individual says, "Hey, I love this sport." And I want to pursue it again. I mean, De La Hoya already has been a world champion in six weight classes. I know, I know. His, but la- his, la- his last fight was 12 years ago. Right. At some point, if they keep going, everybody's going to turn into like the, the Happy Gilmore scene, the golf ball whacker guy. You know, at, <laughs> at some point, you know, look at look at somebody like Pete Rose, who's now making a living off the sideshow. You know. Hey, your your notoriety is your no, notoriety. Do with it what you will. But that's the question you have to ask yourself, right? Because, I mean, come on. Oscar De La Hoya returning at this point. I heard Hanson Scotty talking about Mike Tyson. And, you, you know, it, I'm fine with you doing those sorts of things. But also, you know, are you, are, are you just a sideshow at some point? So let me – okay, but that's part of it. And it's really up to the individual, obviously. Austin, who's your favorite athlete of all time? Uh, probably Ken Griffey Jr. Well, okay, so if Ken Griffey Jr. Well, uh, how old is Ken Griffey Jr. now? 44, I'm guessing. Okay, so let's say he decided he wanted to make a comeback. Your favorite guy. I mean, you just hold this guy in high esteem. Your memories as a kid of him playing with that sweet swing, the best baseball swing maybe in the history of the human race. And he wants to come back, and he comes back and hits, two, you know, 200. And gets like three dingers. Are you thrilled with that, or are you sitting there ruining it? Uh, sitting there ruining it? Yeah. Uh, it's okay. I'd be more excited to see him play in person again, but it is kind of like uh, it go off gracefully into the sunset. So which one is it? You gotta pick one or the other. Uh, I'd rather him not attempt to come back. Just. Let me remember you the way you were in your good years. Now, now, how would you feel about this? You go down to the batting cages at good old Mulligan's, and there's Ken Griffey Jr. with a sign <laughs> that says, pay me $5 to hit dingers. You know. I'll pay him 10 How, how far down that road are, are folks willing to go? And again, I'm not judging, but, you know. It, it, I don't think we can call Oscar De La Hoya, what, 47? Is that what you said? I mean, how, yep. how seriously can you take that comeback as a legitimate 
fighter. Well, what about Mike Tyson that's, along these same lines? Yeah, that's and what he's, I re- he's nearly 76. Because so. wouldn't it actually be reckless to put him in, in the ring with somebody who's the, the title holder? Hans and Scotty earlier were thinking that, they're, that they could take a top 20 heavyweight fighter right now and match him up with Mike Tyson. It would be a great fight. But oh, it would still, that's, that's it would be, not true. But it would be a sideshow, and the only reason people would watch it is because it's Mike, Mike Tyson. Tyson, Tyson would be crushed. I mean, come on. I don't know the, the workout videos he's been posting. He's looking pretty spry. Right, uh, but he's guys, also in his 50s, would, you know? These guys would tear him apart. But, I mean, I don't have any problem with him doing it if he wanted to do it. I mean, the but, truth is very few athletes pull a John Elway, right? And and go out go off into the sunset after the Super Bowl or and, your guy Peyton Manning or well oh, let's not pretend <laughs> like Peyton didn't hang on for a couple of years too long I mean you can barely make a forward pass uh, by the end of it even though I got a Super Bowl we even just watched a seventy three hour uh, movie about how Michael Jordan rode off into, into the sunset but he didn't he came back and played right and was not With the terrible but he was not Michael Jordan either right. right. And, and even he couldn't just leave it on the that shot and, and, and he, right off. And he came back because his brand was worth that much to a, a Washington franchise that is, well, still struggling to find an identity, right? Yeah, just ask <laughs> Davis Perdhand. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's an interesting discussion because, you, you know, if I were a legendary athlete, I'd ask myself that, you know, like, uh, all right, how much? But what if you really missed the game? What if you missed the fight game? What if whatever sport it is that you were great at? What if you love? Remember Jerry Rice? He hung on probably Way what too some long. people would think too long, but he wanted to play. You remember the receding hairline Jerry Rice with the Raiders? It's just like this doesn't feel. This doesn't feel right. Right, because people want to remember somebody as being great. They want to remember him as being what he was when he back in back when he was playing when his prime. And then they think somehow that it destroys that memory, seeing a guy struggle and not being able to play anymore or not at that level. Well, it and does I, tarnish I, that memory I, a little bit, it, but it, it, it might, doesn't mean it that might, he, he doesn't have life. the right to do it. Yes, right. yes, sorry, we're agreeing. And I think that's a, one should supersede the other. But fans, many fans don't look at it. That. That's why I asked Austin to begin with. What about you, uh, Jake? When If you took, uh, let's see, who's a legendary expo player andre dawson wanted to come back i don't even know if he's still with us but you know would that bother you well let me put it this way there is a legendary former expo that is talking about making a comeback this year uh let me guess willie montanez no (laughs) i don't know who i bet austin if he thought about it for a second might know it was the last expo in the league, actually, and he's thinking about making a uh, comeback. Rusty Staub? Negative. Think, uh, think heavier. Yeah, it, he, he's, he hit maybe the most famous home run in New York Mets history. True. That is true. People have made tattoos of him hitting that home run. Yeah. Nothing, Gordon? Uh, what's his name? Uh, he was Carter? busted for the... Uh, he was in the Mitchell Report for steroids. Carter? You no, like what, what was that, uh, that Dracar Noir cologne back in the day, didn't you, Gordon? That was your thing? <laughs> cologne, no. you know? No. No? Not, not, what were you, uh, 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 what kind of cologne <clears throat> did you wear back in the day? 
Uh, I didn't wear a lot of cologne, but as a kid, I guess I did. Uh, I did try the the Elsha. Have you ever ridden the Bart system in San Francisco right. while wearing cologne? No. You you know Bart Simpson was a terrific character, but I don't know if he, he always, wore cologne. Yeah, and, and Bart plus Yolo equals Bartolo. <laughs> Thanks for spelling that okay, out. Okay, we got appreciate Bartolo it. Cologne. Were, were you guys big cologne guys? No. <laughs> Not really. No. no? Never? Did you uh, wear it at all? We're, we're way over. Steve Kyler's coming up oh next. Gosh. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 12 the zone. Then too much cologne.